Welcome, friends, to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk here on Podbean. I am your host, Chris O'Mealy, and I am joined by Dan Peck. Let the rumblis begin. And Glenn Kukan. 14 years ago. Yeah, geez. The rumblis. Yo, yo. And if you want to check us out beyond Podbean, just check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and we're also on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. I don't know how you're listening to us, but however you're doing it, we appreciate you. <laughs> Probably on one of those platforms. Well, con- podcast. <laughs> considering they're the only platforms you can listen to us on. But yes, and if you guys enjoy uh, one channel with lots of different podcasts on it, this is the one you want to subscribe to, CKCC Radio. Because CKCC Radio will bring you this show every single week, along with Real Paranormal Talk, starring Jeff Trelowitz. And Jeff's preparing his third episode now. You're going to get to hear actual evidence that he has captured of the paranormal firsthand. And you can determine whether or not he actually caught something. Also, it'll be up later as we're recording this. It is January the 24th. So it'll be up either later today or tomorrow will be the third episode of Jay Bunny's Music Hub. So you can get caught up on his backlog as we move into 2020. And of course, we are proud to partner up with several different shows who are associated with us, including Jeff Trelowitz's Cinefan podcast, Mark Jabroni's CHMR's Ring Rust, the Race Nerd podcast with Matt Hardman, and the Blake and Sal show, which just recorded their 300th episode. So congratulations to Blake and Sal for 300 great episodes. And here is to the next 300, gentlemen. Hey, it's a... It is podcast. That means they started like about a year after we did. So Yeah. That's cool. By the way, uh, even though I don't track the numbers of how many episodes we've done since we started because we're on a new channel now... But this is officially our 337th episode. That's right. Mm-hmm. There's like two episodes every year that aren't aren't counted as main shows. So that's 337 episodes, Dan. Yeah, we filled in a few. In a row. Mm. I mean, are we just going to go ahead and record 337 episodes on our way out to the parking lot? Uh, not that many. <laughs> That'd be a lot. Line them all up. I mean, we could do that. We could do that today if they're all one minute long. <laughs> we could do. We could easily do three hundred episodes of something. It's only a minute long. We'll just do all of it. It's like five hours. That's actually not so bad. So, I want to share a quick story for all of our lovely listeners. Um, for you newer listeners who might be joining us on Podbean in the past, I've talked about a coworker of mine who's just an idiot. Uh, he got a DUI and, uh, he got arrested in the parking lot of our job. And just to prove how hard it is to get fired at my job, uh, he still works there. Now, I don't know. I, I feel like if you got arrested in the parking lot of your job, I feel like most places would fire you. But, They'd find some reason. Yes, but mine has not. So we have a new girl who started, and one of our 
one of our veteran employees is who's been there over 20 years is showing her how to how to do stuff on the computer and DUI boy walks over with his chest puffed out like he's somebody important and immediately tries to to step in and he starts giving her instructions and the older coworker just walks away looking at me smiling going well I guess my instructions weren't good enough so I'll let him take over now I've been at this job about two and a half years now, and this guy's only been there two months longer than me. So that should tell you right there how unimportant he really is, or how he thinks he is. So he's trying to give her instructions and show her how to do stuff on the computer. He ends up confusing her because he's te- he's teaching her too much, including stuff she doesn't need to know. Stuff that sh- she may learn down the line after she's been there for a while, but not like, you know, like, oh, if you make an error, here's how you correct it. No, if you make an error, you come get somebody who's been there for a while, let them correct it. You know, one of those kind of things. He ends up confusing himself, screwing up the order completely, and having to go in and start it from scratch. And we are just laughing our ass off, because there is nothing funnier than a guy who thinks he knows everything, and thinks he can teach it better than anyone, screwing himself over and humiliating himself. When you're that arrogant... That is the best thing to, as as workplace entertainment, that is the best thing in the world. <laughs> I love when arrogant people arrogantly fuck themselves in the ass. Ah. So we got it. We got a nice big laugh about that. But it's okay because one of his friends came to work there and he's like ungodly hands on with this person. Like. Like when we go to lunch, he like looks around. And he goes, "Where is she? She need it's lunchtime. He, she has to she has to stop and and go to lunch now." It's like, dude, are you her dad? <laughs> Just stop. Ugh. Anybody out there who has a regular job and actively works with people, Glenn, I know you work with people, but you don't. At least you don't have to see them on a daily basis. Correct. Anybody out there who works with people like this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it is so satisfying when you get to justifiably laugh at them for being arrogant. Oh, yes. Also, he's really excited, by the way, because he's getting his car back soon. And I'm like, how are you going to drive that? You still don't have a license. He's like, shut up, Christopher. (laughs) I'm like, I'm just asking a question, buddy. You do not have a driver's license. Just asking a question he should be asking himself. Ah. Uh, I don't know. If you see his car in the parking lot, call him in. Dude, I've been tempted. I've been so tempted. Just do it. On days when he, like, really pisses pisses me off, I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm so calling you. Uh, If I was in your situation, if I ever saw his car in the parking lot, I'm calling. I agree. Go for it. You know what? I'll give you guys his plate number. <laughs> you guys yeah. can call okay, him. I, I'm in North Carolina calling from a New York phone. There's a guy <laughs> in Pennsylvania. That's <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> true, though. Uh, maybe, but I mean, like... I have a Jersey phone number, and I still do, and I haven't lived there in over 10 years because I just never changed my phone number. But Right, nearly. 
No, exactly 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I mean, that doesn't make a difference to them. They don't know how you're calling. And I just said, you just say something like, you know, I he's, I know he doesn't have a license, and he's in this car at this location, and I don't think that would be a problem. You know how I know it wouldn't be a problem? Because I have called the police from my Jersey number in another state when I was living in Florida to report people for being idiots on the road. I mean, I had a guy, I had a guy pull a little road rage tactic on me on Disney property. He was tailgating me and I didn't like it. So I slowed down and he flew around me and brake checked me hard and flipped me off. So I called in his plate number and I followed him and they, until they pulled him over, he flipped me off again as I passed him and I just waved and smiled. Uh, that felt good. What's he going to do about it? Suck it, bitch. Well, he can't do anything about it. He's in the wrong, and he knows it, and he got caught, so. It's true. So, yeah, there's... It, it reminds me of uh, the Big Bang Theory fans out there would get this, but Leonard and Sheldon are acquiring liquid helium from a shady guy so they can do their experiment, and they're just like, they're they're trying to explain their situation so he won't... You know, it's because they're all sh- they're all suspicious of each other. And he's like, "Listen, he's like, this this team's trying to steal our experiment. And there's nothing we can do about it." And the guy looks at him and goes, "Well, for the right amount of money, and if you know where they live, there's actually a lot we can do about it." <laughs> and I'm just like, "That's the best friggin' threat right there." But we're not going to be making any more threats on this show or talking about idiot coworkers, at least for now. Because in wrestling, lots of people work with idiots, and there's lots of people to talk about, including one idiot whose drama started last week, and we'll be talking about that a little bit later. But before we get to the actual news, we're going to answer last week's trivia question, although if you're a patron, you already know the answer. Last week's question was, who won the first match in the history of Fantastica Mania? Which is great because I don't know anything about the history of Fantastica Mania. So. Which is, of course, when New Japan and CML all come together in Japan. Is Taichi won the first match in the history of the event? Nice. Simo. Good old Taichi. <laughs> awesome. What about the new question? Uh, new question should be interesting. Yeah. Well, my next the new question is, who has the longest combined reign as NXT Tag Team Champion? So combined reign, we also have to think about how many times they've been champion as well. Yeah. I feel like the answer should be obvious. <laughs> but then it I... Is, it is kind of obvious. Yeah. Yeah, I have a a general. I just feel like, yeah, I feel like there's, yeah, I I feel like there's no way that I'm wrong. And I just looked it up and I am right. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that makes sense because it's, uh, although, to be fair, to be fair, there's a very respectable reign in second place that was only one time. They only had it the one time. There's only been two two teams that have been multiple champs. That's like most teams, really. Uh, almost every team, with the exception of, like you said, two, I think have only been one time. 
Yeah. And uh, it's also kind of crazy to go back and look at the history and start looking at some of the names and be like, yep, that person's not there anymore. That person's not there anymore. I mean, Oliver Gray was Adrian Neville's partner. They won the first... They won the first... Uh, the, they were the inaugural champs. And <laughs> Oliver yeah. Gray is a guy I've never heard of outside of that he was the first tag team champion. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Pettifer, also known as Joel Redman. Yeah, he was... Uh, him and Adrian Neville were British ambition. Good old Pac. Yeah, it's it, this is not a hard one, guys. You, you, to think about who came to mind when you think of people who've had a lo- who've had long runs or or multiple runs as NXT tag champs, and you'll be correct. But that's the NXT tag champs. Let's talk about the NXT North American Championship because we have a new champion. This past Wednesday night on NXT TV. All bask in his glory. Keith Lee is now your new North American champion. He has officially dethroned Roderick Strong. And that was the chink in the gold armor of the Undisputed Era. Because Adam Cole kept saying, we hold all the gold, we are in control. And we're going to make sure the gold stays on Roddy. Well, that didn't happen because Imperium kept fucking with them. Yep. So, yeah, so Keith Lee, if you guys are fans of Keith Lee, he's the new North American champ. Mm-hmm. So all bask in his glory. By the way, that brawl at the end was awesome with Imperium and the Undisputed Era when Walter chopped Adam Cole. Holy oh, crap. It sounded like a freaking gunshot went off. Dude, and Adam Cole sold it by corkscrewing. <laughs> I was, I, I was laughing so hard because that's just, oh, that had to be the worst feeling in the world. You think? Oh, God. And I've been chopped, so. Whew. Good God. I, I, I don't even want to know what a Walter Chop feels like. Like before D and D yesterday, I think it was Eddie was like, "How does Walter do that without killing people?" And I'm and my thought was he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hurt if you take a Walter chop. I don't think there's any way. You know, you know, you know that scene in Doctor Strange where the where she like removes his soul. That's what happens when you get chopped by a Walter. <laughs> Oh, and then it happens to Bruce Banner. Yeah. <laughs> he no, he he loses his soul and he unhulks <laughs> in uh, in Endgame. That was really cool too, because he's uh, he's negotiating for the stone, right? Yeah, he's trying to get the the time stone from the ancient one. But long before Doctor Strange even had his powers, it's like that was really cool. About that because he shows up, sees that she's like on the on the roof, and he goes and he's like, "I'm looking for Stephen Strange," and she's like, "Well, he's not supposed to be here for another couple of years." And you're like, "Goddamn right, yeah, timelines." <laughs> <laughs> I just my favorite part is just you mean Back to the Future is a bunch of bullshit. 
And she's like, he's he's over there, you know, doing surgery. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> This is 2012, son. He doesn't yeah. show up until like 15, I think. Yeah, man, that is America's 16, ass. 16, forget 16 or 17. Damn, it's like another four or five years. Yeah, it was it was 15 or 16. Is I remember what is when I remember watching it. So it was after Age of Ultron. What do we do that? Oh, it's 15. That'll be coming up eventually as a as a podcast as like a podcast miniseries. I'm gonna do the uh, the entire MCU from uh, Phase One through Phase, because what was uh, the end of Phase Three was um, Spider Man, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do it chronologically. I'm gonna do the chronologic watch. Last rewatch before Endgame, because I did it chronologically, and it's actually not as much moving around as you think, because I think there's four movies that aren't chronologically released. Right, because you just you you only really have to move Cap and Captain Marvel. Marvel, and then the two, the um the second Guardians of the Galaxy happens like right after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Right, and then so you move that back. And don't you have to but move? Else uh, is in order, don't you have to move Ant Man and the Wasp too? To before uh, Endgame. Yeah, you have to do it before Endgame. You do that before Infinity War. That's what I meant, yeah, Infinity War. Right. Cause, so you only have to move four movies, I think, so. Yeah, it's really not that difficult to do. So it'll be fun, it'll be fun to do it that way. The only thing that gets a little screwed up are the uh, the post-credit scenes. But, again. Because oh, yeah, they're talking about another movie and that might not be your next movie. <laughs> but that also kind of doesn't matter either because you've now at this point you've seen everything, so... Wait, do you have to move... Uh, oh, no, you don't have to move Black Panther, right? Because he... That still takes place after Civil War, doesn't Black it? Panther's after after Civil War. Right, right, okay. Okay. All of that is after Civil War. Ah, uh, yeah, that'll be a fun miniseries to do. By the way, um, I guess I could hype this now, because it will be happening soon. Um, I wanted to do an episode before the end of the month, and I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to be able to do that. Because I do have a friend visiting this weekend, so I'm going to be pretty busy. But Jeff Trelowitz is going to join me. I'm going to do my Disney ranking project. Snow White through Moana, 1 through 56, and rank them all. A six-part series. And you guys can join us and sit down on it if you want. You don't have to have seen everything to appreciate the... Uh, the uh, don't have to watch some of them, at least. <laughs> the story order. I am going to be burying some stuff, but not as much as you might think I'm going to bury. Because the list of things I didn't enjoy is very short. Which is funny, because you'll get to, like, if there's 56 movies I'm going to I'm gonna cover, because I'm not doing the two newest ones. Just because I started the project when there was only those. Um, so, just as an example, the movie in position number 40, it's going to still be something I enjoyed. It just so happens that I like 39 other movies more than that one. Right. Which some people may not get and flame me for, which is why I'm saying it now, you fuckers. Don't flame me. Uh, Here's one thing you should not be doing, guys. Uh, If I were you, I would not be traveling to China anytime soon. Because the coronavirus is a thing. And they've actually had to shut down Shanghai Disney as a result of the coronavirus outbreak. 
There have been two cases you here in know, the U.S. They don't shut down for shit. Disney does not close for anything. It was historic when Disney closed for Hurricane Wilma. It was historic when Disney closed for like, 9-11. The Japanese had the big earthquake tsunami thing. They were closed for two days, and they were back at it. Yeah. Disney doesn't close for shit. <laughs> so... And, like, Disney is, like, the one safe place in the area because all there was was a couple of pieces of the ground cracked. Yeah. And that was it. So, fortunately, Kota Ibushi does not have the coronavirus. That's the good news. He just has regular influenza, but that still means he can't be here in America. <laughs> yeah. So, Kota Ibushi is going to tour. miss the uh, the U.S. tour because of the flu. Which is, like, tonight, I think. It starts to... Yeah, as we record, yeah. So. so that sucks if you're a New Japan fan who has tickets to any of the tour and you were really looking forward to seeing Kota Ibushi, but unfortunately that will not be a uh, will not be a thing. But as we are recording on Friday the 24th, there will be an NWA pay-per-view tonight. Dan, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, this is... Uh, um, there's 11 matches God. because there's the TV title tournament. But that's okay because it's not going to be crazy. It's not going to be like seven twenty-minute matches because remember the TV title stuff is six minutes and five seconds, which is hilarious. Yeah, six oh five was when the show was on WTBS. Yes, it was. And then like almost everything else is uh, the other title matches, so should be a fun show. Should be, and uh, <clears throat> I do know that. Uh, the champ, none of the champs championships have changed hands recently, right? It's still Aldis, Allison K, Rock and Roll, and Aaron Stevens. Yes. Okay. So what's happening then is that uh, there's a possibility that something might change hands on this pay per view because all the titles are on the line. Well, not the world title. He's facing Flip Gordon in just an interpromotional match. Okay. So the, la- the latest ROH show or whatever. Uh, but I'm going to guess chances are Rock and Roll probably drops tag titles because they're in a three-way. Probably. They're facing James Storm and Eli Drake and the Wild Cards. So this I th- is probably them handing the I think over. I think Storm and Drake are going to take it. I think they're going to go that direction. Sorry about your damn luck. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, boy. <laughs> hey, quick, quick trivia question. Who is the youngest and oldest NWA World Heavyweight Champion? Do you know? Nope. Well, the oldest might be a little easier to guess because it's recent. Oh, was re- uh, so was it Tim Storm then? Yep, at 51. He's 51? That's when he won it. He was 51 when he won the title like three, four years ago. <laughs> yeah, so he's even older <laughs> than that. No way. Yes, it's sir. It's a Storm shirt he wears, and it's literally just his face with like an old lady wig on it. It's hilarious. <laughs> I would have guessed he was in his 40s. I didn't think he was in his 50s. Oh, Jesus. dude, he's old. Tim Tim Storm was born February 18th, 1965, which means he is currently 54, and he will be 55 in less than a month. He's got the same birthday as my mom, February 18th. God damn. <laughs> yeah? So who was the youngest NWA champion? Was it, is it, oh, man. Uh, what's his name? 
I'm thinking. <laughs> can't. Chris Candido. Yes. Damn. Yes, Chris Candido. At 22 was when he won that. So yeah, good old hard time. So that's why I do the trivia questions because I'll always win if I was a participant. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The TV title thing should be fun, um, and then of course, uh, yeah, we mentioned that, and then I think uh, I I don't know how the the Aaron Stevens Scott Steiner match is going to go down, but if uh, I, I I don't think Aaron Stevens is man enough to take down Big Papa Pump. But I don't think they're going to give Scott Steiner a title and a long-term contract either. At least I hope they don't. <laughs> Although I could see Thunder Rosa de- dethroning Allison K. That too. So. I really like both of them too, Allison K and Thunder Rosa. They're probably my two favorite women on the indies because they're not currently signed to, like, a WWE or an AEW or anything like that. I don't know if they're Uh, full-blown NWA exclusives, but... Oh, but they've been there since the first episode of the first taping, so... Yeah, I don't know how their deals work in NWA, because obviously, because, like, you got, like, Marty Skrull, who's, like, in there, but he's also fully signed with ROH. Yeah. I, I think there's all kinds of working agreements, but but uh, speaking of Ring of Honor, they have a new multi-year deal guy, the Darewolf, PJ Black, formal formerly known as Justin Gabriel in WWE, is now or Justin Angel before that. He's now a Ring of Honor guy. Still missing fingers. He, well, I mean that that happens. It is the thing that tends to happen. Now you can still go. <laughs> uh, we have some AEW news for you guys. We have brand new tag team champions. So SoCal Uncensored, who were the inaugural champs. This is the uh, first official title change in AEW history, by the way. Because their inaugural men's and women's champs are Chris Jericho and Riho, and they're still the champs. So... SoCal Uncensored have been dethroned as the top champs by Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, your new AEW Tag Team Champions. Do they actually have, like, a tag team name, or are they just Omega and Hangman? I think, think like, Wikipedia lists them as the Elite, but, uh, like, as far as I knew, Hangman had left the Elite. So I don't know. Hmm. I haven't watched the show in like a month, so um, I'll still we, watch the pay per views and everything. I'm still into that. We got we got dynamite followers in the in our group, so somebody will correct us correct me on that if they need to. Um, we also have the next AEW pay per view has their championship match now. Chris Jericho defending against John Moxley, and the most and Mox beat Pat Pack at the uh, show last week, so. As the most realistic person to uh, become your second champ in AEW would be John Moxley, because I mean nobody nobody thought Jericho was going to actually lose the belt to Darby Allen or to Jack Perry, Jungle Boy, but they still got great showings and Jericho put him over big. 
Moxley's the uh probably the second biggest guy they have star wise on their roster. So you know, maybe with the exception of Cody, obviously, but I mean like who's not directly involved with creative either. So I would say that the best chance you have of Jericho losing that belt is going to be to John Moxley. Because they can build the company around him pretty easily. And well, I it think... seems about time Jericho is going to be like, he's like at a half a year almost. Yeah. By then it probably will be half a year about. So it'll be a good, it'll be a good time for Jericho. It's, it's uh, the Jericho's entrance at the show. Cause the show is on the, the ship as part of the Jericho cruise. And like the crowd was super into it and was singing along and stuff. It was really cool. Well, I'm super into his theme song, too, and I would sing along to it, so <laughs> just saying. Good old Jericho. And uh, they're also in talks with a guy who <clears throat> Dan and I at one point would be like, uh, they want this guy? Now I'm just like, fuck yeah. Lance Archer. Yeah, make that deal. <laughs> Lance <laughs> Archer to AEW could be a thing, guys. So They're working on it. He does not have an official contract with NG, with uh, New Japan. Well, there you go. Unbelievable. I can't believe we're we're talking about this. What the fuck? He, he was holding a title, and he was not actually contracted. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the first time that's happened, and it will be far. There's a lot from of the things last, I don't so. want to technically contract. <laughs> yeah, like for example, the coronavirus. Stay away from Chicago. Was it person... DC was the first one or something like that? I mean, stay away from DC like altogether. Well, that should just be. You should just always stay as, away as from a DC. general rule of thumb. <laughs> yeah, just stay away from from DC. Oy. So, with that said, we have a uh, follow up to the drama of Tessa Blanchard we talked about last week. Um, she is still at it. Trying to dig up dirt on Allison K, and she's coming up with nothing. Allison K was one of the first people that came out and was like, "Yeah, she's kind of an awful person." And so, like, I follow like a lot of the women in wrestling on like Twitter and stuff, and I saw someone DM'd Allison and said, "This is Tessa's trying to dig up dirt, dirt on you, and it's happening." So DMing former people that worked at Impact while Allison was there trying to find out if she was so she can try to deflect. Yep, basically trying to dig up all the dirt and they're like, yeah, she's just a bitch. Everyone's just like, no, she's good. She was just, you know. Nothing to be found. Deflect gate. That's what this is. That was like the freaking... It just reminds me of uh Oxtrack guy said that uh what's his face like nearly raped him at a party once. His oh. freaking name. Oh jeez. I don't think I know what you're it was a couple to. years ago. It was a couple years ago and he was like, Oh no, I'm gay. <laughs> you're a rapist, I'm gay, so I am a good guy. <laughs> uh I don't remember this. I am wording well. 
the hell? That sounds awesome. Not awesome that it, it, so happened. it was like it's two awesome years like ago. It was like early story. of the early year, two like two or three years ago. This guy that was on the new Star Trek show said that uh, Kevin Spacey yeah, said that Kevin Spacey uh, did some inappropriate things with him <laughs> or to him at a party, and Kevin Spacey's response was, "I'm not weird. I'm just gay," and everyone's like. You can be a gay, fucked up person too. Nothing for two years. <laughs> I was just like, no, you should all lie with me. I'm gay. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was like beginning of the year, a couple of years ago. Oh my goodness. His response. So anyway, uh, besides that, um, just wanted to give you guys a quick reminder that you can follow us on all those social medias at CKCC Radio. If you want to get in on the group for this specific Wrestle Talk group, you can look up Club Kayfabe Home of True Wrestling Fans on Facebook. You can join the group. All you got to do is approve of the rules, which is basically uh, – they're pretty simple. It's basically – Try to be active if you can. Don't be a dick. You know, you can debate, but don't make shit personal. And don't uh, advertise or promote or self-promote without permission until you become a regular contributor. And uh, I don't know if Gregory Cummins listens to the show or not, but he's at that point now because he's become, like, a super regular. And he's always trying to get us to, like – he's one of those conversation starter guys. So I just wanted to give him a quick shout-out. But uh, most of our loyal members are the ones that you guys are going to hear always asking the questions and uh, playing points or consequences and everything. And we do have a weekly Q&A that we opened up. And uh, got a couple questions here this week that we can answer that will get some debates. As you guys know, uh, the Royal Rumble is this weekend. So our first question from the community member Randy Moyer is actually about the Royal Rumble. With the Royal Rumble being this weekend and its ability to add someone to the main event picture, what male and female superstars would benefit the most from a Royal Rumble win and headlining at the Showcase of the Immortals? It's a good question, because the Royal Rumble can make a brand new superstar. And it has before. Unfortunately, it's also done the exact opposite. <laughs> Which it does regularly. Because they they then botch the uh, the push of the person, or they de-push them in favor of somebody else. And just because you win the Rumble doesn't mean you're guaranteed a uh, a, a big WrestleMania match. Sheamus won the Rumble, and he got 18 seconds with Daniel Bryan in the opener. And the, you know who benefited from that? Daniel Bryan. Because <laughs> he became the biggest star in wrestling that right after that shit. Um, best male and female. Uh, who do you guys, off the very tops of your heads, who comes to mind from the uh, the current roster picture? Alistair Black. Ooh, that's a good choice. Why do you say Alistair Black? What What do you think he? How would he benefit the most from this Royal Rumble win? Actually, a better question, Glenn, is how would you actually book him to WrestleMania? 
Uh, that's going to depend on who remains champion. <laughs> Do you but, have a, a preference as to who you'd have him face? Does anybody want to win the Rumble this year? Because you got a choice between Brock Lesnar and The Fiend. I would put him against The Fiend. Um, but that's me. Uh, I think I think the two of those the two of those guys, a you know, Bray Wyatt has been, well, previously was criminally underused and highly talented. Uh, I believe that Aleister Black is in the same boat that that Bray Wyatt was in. Super talented, criminally underused. Um, they're you know still throwing trash cans at him, which just like come on guys. It's time to really start picking up his pace. He is in uh, the rumble, though. Yeah, so I, I think giving him a win would give him a, would finally give him a spotlight, which I think is the thing that he's missing right now. He's, uh, for lack of a better word, they're probably using him as an attraction. But you know, you, you can't use everybody as, a, as an attraction. You can't use him and the Viking Raiders and. You know, for all intents and purposes, Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, if everyone's attraction, no one's an attraction. And also, what is your regular show then? Exactly. Like you know, they're they're using all these guys, and they're just they're not they're doing they're not even really giving them true enhancement talent. They're just giving them trash cans for them to beat in five and a half seconds. Yeah, it's great. It makes you look dominant, and it helps get you over. But now I want to know what else you can do. Like you look dominant when you're facing tomato cans. Alistair's last match, it took him longer to get to the ring than it did for him to hit the black mask, count to three, and walk to the back. See, I still think it would be really funny if uh I I I'm still laughing at the fact that uh Brock Lesnar is coming out number one and I don't think he's gonna make it very far. So here's here's my question. Brock Lesnar is a world champion. Why the fuck is he in the Rumble? Because he wants to prove a point. Because nobody, he feels that nobody's at his level. Well, I bet whoever eliminates him is who's getting the title shot at WrestleMania. I, I don't want to say it this way, but that's if anybody eliminates him. He ain't he ain't winning it. If. I feel like Roman has a better shot of actually winning the thing than, than Brock. Roman's going to beat, eliminate him and win the match, so he's going to have two title matches on the show. Well, I think... <laughs> we're going to have bookend Roman, and he's going to combine the title. You said it last week. I have a feeling that Brock's going to go out of the ring for whatever reason. He's coming back in much, much later. He'll be, he'll be dominant for, like, the first five guys. You know, remember, like, on his original run, he came out to the ring and basically anybody that was in the ring jumped over the top rope and was like, hell no, I'm not dealing with this. I still think we're going to get something lame. He's going to be number one and then number three or number four is going to be Cain uh, Velasquez or Tyson Fury and they're going to eliminate him. And well, gonna... funny thing you mentioned that because currently there is a rumor that the Brock Kane feud has been scrapped. Well, good. Because it was going to be trash anyway, so I agree. And now we still got Tyson Fury, which was which was the predominant uh, rumor I saw anyway. So, so I want to piggyback off of what you said to answer the question about Alistair Black. Um, I think you could do the same success with a Royal Rumble win for 
Kevin Owens or Samoa Joe. Both you of would whom, not be wrong. Both of whom I think would benefit greatly from winning the Royal Rumble, going on to not even necessarily winning a title, although in Samoa Joe's case, I think that's long overdue. Agreed. Uh, but you could you could put them both into good feuds with with Brock or with the Fiend, and I mean neither one of them might be champ by that time. Daniel Bryan might dethrone the Fiend at the Rumble, and Brock might lose it down the line just so he can have an attraction match at WrestleMania, and the title can go somewhere else. Not for nothing, we saw how well Brock worked with guys like AJ and Finn. Yeah, I think Brock. I think Brock and and um. And Samoa Joe would be fantastic. Absolutely. And Kevin Owens. You could also and say Kevin Owens. you could also say Drew McIntyre. I, I feel like Drew McIntyre is always on the cusp of being a big time player, and they never pull the trigger on him. And, and I was always a big Drew McIntyre fan. And, and everybody used to shit on me galore about my fandom of his. And, and do I even need to mention Braun Strowman in this sentence? We already know. I mean here, here's the thing about Strowman. He did win a Royal Rumble, but nobody fucking remembers it. Because <laughs> it's a record in it. And it sounds like his time has come and gone. He won the greatest Royal Rumble, so we should remember it the most. Yeah, except we don't. Because it meant nothing, and it's not remembered for shit. Anyway, you guys know me. I've always thought Rumble is a way to make a star. So fucking make a star. Don't put somebody who's already been world champion three plus times. Don't put somebody that's already won the Rumble. So all those guys you've listed so far, 100%, I'm good with. There you go. Yeah. Way to make a star. And I agree with that statement, too. Don't have it somebody who's won the Rumble before, somebody who's been a longtime champion or has been champion 8,000 times over the last 10 years. Let's, Let's put some new blood out there. Uh, so in that in that way, women's rumble, anyone but any of the four horsewomen, I'm super okay with. I'm actually okay with any of the four horsewomen winning anyway, but I'm more okay with just about anybody else. Well, I would say no to Becky Leo. because Becky already won one, uh, and, and that's actually what I like is that Oscar and Becky are in the title match, so we're guaranteed a new. Um, Charlotte would be my least pick out of that because I feel like it's too predictable. She's going to win because Sasha and Bailey have too much going on with the tag stuff. But if you're going to make a new star in the women, in the women's division, having her win the rumble is the, the best way to do it. I would love to see a dark horse come out of NXT and win. I oh, would, like, Dana Brooke I would, wins. They finally pulled the trigger on Dana Brooke. I would love to see somebody like, you know, okay, Dana Brooke would be great. I would love to see somebody like Io Shirai, uh, anybody who's even made even the slightest bit of a name for themselves in NXT, even Candice LeRae, just somebody to come in and make a freaking splash. You know who it's going to be if that happens? Shayna Baszler. Actually, I heard a rumor that is, is Tony and Rhea for the title tomorrow? For a title yes. Tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I heard loser really... loser goes in and wins the rumble. I heard that rumor. Hmm. I could be okay with that. I could definitely be okay with that because I have this funny feeling, and you know, it's just because of the way history is run. I could see Tony taking the title off of her. Tony's beat her three times. If already? they want to put the title on Bianca Belair. 
it's going to make more sense to have Tony Storm defeat Rhea Ripley and then have Bianca Belair defeat Tony Storm than it would be for Belair to defeat Rhea Ripley. And there's no way I want to see Belair with the title. So I, I yeah, well, much... you better get used to it because that seems like the direction they're going in. Nope. I'm standing my ground. That's not going to happen. She's going to lose yet again. Okay. Okay. Keep standing that ground, because I still think that ain't happening. But uh, uh, I want to stick to uh, WWE questions here, because this one's about Brock. uh, From community member Adrian Cotton, published author of AWO Big Time Players Episode 1, The Beginning of Change. Uh, This popped in my head earlier this week. Would Brock Lesnar be in the position he's in if he didn't have Paul Heyman in his corner? Or would he be in Lashley's spot? Uh, That is a great question. I think that to some degree you're correct. I think that Brock's position is helped by Paul Heyman rather than hinder it, obviously. I think he'd probably be doing the same thing, maybe not be a multi-time world champion. Yeah, I I think. Not to say that the reason why Bobby doesn't get pushed is because he's black, but the reason why Bobby doesn't get pushed is because he's black. Well, Jesus Christ. Okay. That's something. Uh, Brock would probably still be in a special attraction position without Paul Heyman. But I don't think he would be the champ. I agree with Dan. I don't know. Brock's not as dumb as everybody thinks he is. I'm not saying he's dumb. But I don't think... I'm saying he would still still get a deal where he only has to work four or five times a year and it's a special thing. I'm just saying he's probably going to have two less world title reigns and not a two year one. But his, his uh, championship reigns are helped by the fact that he has that mystique and Paul Heyman is the main reason there because Paul Heyman can come out and hype the hell out of him. Even when he's not around, if Paul he even be undertaker without Paul Heyman. So that's just an opinion thing, but but I don't know. I mean, that's that's tough to say because I don't think Brock would actually be around without Paul Heyman because no. he came back, he did a couple of spots, and then Paul Heyman came back shortly after and started and picked up right where he left off. Because I wholeheartedly believe that that was always the plan. Brock and Brock and uh, and Heyman are are and have always been tight, right. So when he was making his return, I bet you it was part of his agreement as I'm not coming back unless you bring Heyman back. Heyman had already been back with the CM Punk stuff. Or yeah, or you know, you give me you give me Heyman. Oh, Heyman Heyman mentioned that on a on an interview that uh Brock actually called him and asked him to come back after because he was like he wanted Paul to help him get over again. Because, you know, he came back and he was over, obviously, because it was a shock to see him back. But he's still not a promo guy. So Imagine if Bobby Lashley, who is not a promo guy, had somebody talking for him. Yeah, like when he did last year, and it was brilliant. And now... Rush would say, hit you with your favorite pose! Now, I I remember when Brock came back, because I was laying in a hospital bed. um, Because it was the, the night after Mania, and... I was watching Raw on my computer, and the nurses kept coming in and checking on what's going on. 
And uh, I'm, I'm just sitting there watching, and, like, right before it went off the air, you know, Brock comes rushing down and beats the ever-living holy hell out of Cena. I was like, oh, shit. I completely and forgot Mark that. Lesnar's like, yeah! I had, I had no thought in my mind whatsoever that he was ever going to come back to wrestling. So I was like, oh, all right, that's cool. And, and there then, he was. There he was. But, yeah, it was a, it was a very interesting thing. Um, yeah, he, he made what three attacks before he finally, before, you know, he finally started showing up with Heyman again. It's like, all right. Yeah. I mean, Heyman was the guy that basically put him on the map in his first run. So it's just a match made in heaven for him. And he murdered John Cena at SummerSlam. Well, I think it had something to do with the first match back. Brock job to Cena and he was kind of pissed about that and he had Heyman he's like he's like they're gonna they're starting to treat me like another guy on the roster I need to fix this and he's like I need you to come back and and help me with my character mystique and Heyman agreed and piss happened I like when they interrupted the Hulk Hogan party just went party's over grandpa (laughs) So, yes. Uh, Another question here from community member Tom Dickinson. After NWA Power broadcasted a 90-minute special web episode featuring Nick Aldis versus Ricky Morton, do you think they could pull off a 90-minute broadcast on a weekly basis? I like it being an hour. Uh, Pull off? Yes. Should they? No. Agreed. They could absolutely pull it off, but no, I like NWA Power being an hour long. In fact, now that I've officially canceled cable, do you want to know what kind of version of NXT I get? I get an hour-long version. It's a commercial-less hour-long version, which means in reality I'm only missing 25 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, so I probably miss one match and maybe like a recap or something. So my NXT was nothing but Dusty Classic stuff and the title match. And the uh, the women's match, the uh, the Io Shirai match, and I loved it because that's exactly what I want. And I can't wait to watch Raw for the first time without cable when it's only it'll be on the next day and it's only an hour and a half version like Pat used to watch. I can't wait to see my hour and a half version of Raw. <laughs> I'm excited about my hour and a half version of Raw because it'll actually be easier for me to watch it this way. So, yeah. Um, I think... I'm taking the Dan approach. I'm just giving up on Ron Smackdown. (laughs) And that's fine. Well, I mean, to be fair, I also watch a lot of it on Fast Forward, so... To be fair. To be fair. But you know what? Um, I think think in a lot of wrestling cases, less is more. Um, I, I do realize I did enjoy NXT more as an hour show. I definitely don't want to see NWA Power become a longer show because... Since they're on the internet, that's all content. And then, like, the joke advertisements. Oh, which yeah. Which are only, like, a minute. And if they got a TV deal, we're talking about all those are gone and a segment's gone just for ads. Yeah. And, you know, I'm personally a fan of the two-hour NXT. I'm always at the edge of my seat watching it. So, I'm... NXT at least keeps me entertained. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I was at the edge of my seat watching the hour version too. But like I said, the only thing, I mean, you can tell me what I missed. There was definitely at least one match in there I missed. Yeah, you missed a Finn Balor match. Oh, well, that's a little disappointing, but who did he face? Uh, I believe it was a nobody. Well, then that's probably why they cut it. But I got the Finn Balor promo. Which is good. Because he's facing, um, who's he facing at Worlds Collide? Ilya, what the fuck's his name? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And he cut a big promo on him, so yeah. So yeah, alright, that's disappointing, but it didn't mean anything in the long run. It was just a Finn Balor match. You know, obviously if he's having a big title match or something, I'm going to get that. They even cut some things out to, to get in that hour thing, like... The women's match, there were no entrances. It just came back and cut right to the action. And I was okay with that because I was already watching it on that next day delay where I'm fast-forwarding stuff. And I probably would have skipped the entrances anyway. That was something I I like about the weekly NWA Power. It's just like, they're not wasting time. (laughs) Like, entrances are cool. And it's cool to hear the music and see the pageantry. But, like, goddamn, just get in there and fucking wrestle. (laughs) Yeah. And NWA Power, it's they walk out of a curtain that is 10 feet away from the ring, and they get in the ring, and then they wrestle. And they don't even do complicated ring introductions in the ring. Oh, dude, that's super, that dude's super low-key. Yeah. And, He's just like, and here is Ashley Box. <laughs> there, there's Colt Cabana. And his opponent, Ken Anderson. And then that's it. And ding, 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 and now they're wrestling. Studio wrestling has a lot of advantages, and that's one of them. So, especially yeah. now that they have like you know like real seating, so there's like a hundred people there, and it looks pretty decent. Yeah. So they oh. could, and there isn't you know painting of people on the wall. <laughs> it wasn't a nobody. It was DJ Z. Well, and oh. at the moment, that's kind of a nobody. <laughs> He's not a what's his name? name? Jacqueline Wild. Jacqueline Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. So yeah, let's. Uh... And you saw you saw you said you saw Shayna and Shotzi. Or did you miss that? No, I did not get that either. Okay, so that's what I missed. Yeah, that. So that's the stuff that they cut. But again, if I want to see it, all I got to do is look it up online. So, there you go. Boom, boom, cabana. Boom. Yeah, so pull it off, yes, should they? No. No, 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 no. Alright, guys, so uh, real quick, if you guys are a patron of Club Kayfabe, you get your very own VIP show, and if you're in the, uh, the higher tiers... You get a shout-out. So Glenn Kukan, Randy Moyer, Jeff Trelowitz, Jay Winger, and Adrian Cotton, we thank you for your patronage. This week on the VIP show, we're going to do a comprehensive review of the 1990 Royal Rumble to celebrate 30 years ago. That momentous event, which also featured the showdown or the stare-down between Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and the hype leading up for WrestleMania VI. We're also going to talk about how we would book 
a returning legend in the Royal Rumble match to actually go on and main event WrestleMania. We'll be picking legends, who would actually be worthy, who could do it, and who would actually make sense booking-wise. And there's going to be a big discussion on William Regal on the VIP show. Specifically, how we would book him with Worlds Collide on the horizon. If William Regal could have his hashtag one more match, how would we do it? All that and more on this week's VIP show. But now, guys, it is time for my favorite part of the show. Because it's going to be points or consequences. P-O-C. Not to be confused with P-C-O. <laughs> Your game this week was write a wrestling themed haiku. And if people didn't know what a haiku was, it was syllable... Syllables, syllables, syllables. X, Y, X. So I'm going to say this right now. If you do, if your haiku is not actually a haiku, and believe me, I am going to be uh, keeping so track. 575, and I saw someone that did five words, seven words, five words, and not syllables. Oh, I man, also, that's, yeah, that's the best. I also saw something like... Seven six four. I I saw some that were really really way off. <laughs> so I'm just gonna tell you guys this right now. If your haiku isn't actually a haiku, you better blow me away with that content, or you are getting buried. So all right, I'm ready. Re- for your first one. I'm ready. All right, your first one. Oh, what's that I hear? I hear voices in my head. Be a boring face. That was a haiku. I'm counting the syllables as you're reading it. <laughs> that was a haiku. That was a five seven five, which is what a haiku is supposed to be. I have I've heard of the three five three before, but that's not so a, like a super haiku or whatever. It's like, yeah, I, it's, I've heard of a few different ones, but the you know the average is five seven five. I've heard three five three. I've even heard of things like seven five seven, and you know, as long as it was X Y X, was basically one of the ways I was taught in school. I was outside of the five seven. I was only when I, we used to write haikus in school. It was always the five seven five. So that's what they taught us actually <clears throat> as well. That's what I'm going for, and that's what I'm going to prefer. This one did it, and it mocked R- Randy Orton, which is perfect. That is a haiku. That is points. That is points. Jesus, Thanks. that was aggressive. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, no, my keyboard's extra loud today for whatever reason. All right, our next one. Rose from the ashes. Okay. From a legacy thought lost. Oh, you're going to have to read that one again. From a legacy thought lost. Okay, okay. Von Eriks live again. Oh, dear God. Zombie Von Eriks? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. So, like... The only Von Eric left is Kevin, and when I found out that he would, like, murder kittens in the locker room, I now, like, want him to join his brothers. So. Oh, there's no oof there. Fuck you. You are going to be an animal murderer. Fuck I you. I agree. I did not know that. That's what I was oofing. Yeah, well, that's what also, like, 
I remember Antonio telling me that he read Booker T's book and he was like disturbed about how they would like they would like take like a bag with kittens and like throw it off a highway overpass him and Stevie Ray. I'm like, well, I hate Booker T now, so thanks. Mm. Yeah, shit like that. Ah, oh, shit like that bugs the hell out of me. If you're if you're an animal abuser, but uh, so so Kevin, join your brothers and get some points. Don't come back though. Right. That was actually that was actually cleverly written too. I like that. I agree. Our next one up. Will he hurt or heal? Okay. His his fireflies all await. Oh, so far so good. Prepare for the fiend. Yep, that's a wrestling haiku. That's points. Alright. Next one up. I won't defend my title. Show up anytime I want to. <laughs> Isn't that right, Paul? Oh, that was a seven eight five. Oh. No points. Zippo. Next one up. What's Tessa Blanchard doing in the hooded robe? I mean, impact zone. (laughs) She's a Klansman now? (laughs) Holy shit. Not only was that a perfect haiku, but it was fucking funny. That's an earmark. That's our first earmark. You get an earmark for making Chris LOL. Great job, my dear friend. I actually counted that out on my hands as I was saying it to make sure uh, it was going to That's how I was doing it. When I, was doing it. I was like, da, 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 da. Oh, nope, that doesn't work. Da, da, da. <laughs> Alright, our next entry up. Thinks he's the big dog. Able to tackle all foes. But he's just a pup. (laughs) Well, he's anything but a pup. Roman is a big boy. That he is. He's a big boy. Uh, that was good, though, because uh, that also followed the haiku rules. So uh, I will give that the points. All right. Next up. 16 times a champion. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Oh, God. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. He is unseen. Okay. Wait. Is it Bumblebee? So that was kind of a, a, a that was kind of a sandwich of the the opposite direction. Cuz they did the long verses as the bread. Not quite. Oh, I, am I missing something? Yeah. Cuz the first, first verse was 7, the second one was 5. And then the last one, wait, is it Bumblebee is six. Oh, okay. I thought I thought that was a uh 
I thought that was another seven. I I miscounted it on my hand. Okay. Uh, that's disappointing because I like what they were going for. And even if they reverse sandwiched it, I might have been able to award half. But again, the syllables don't match up, so I can't uh, I can't award this one points either. I'm sorry. You've been buried. <laughs> I get my shovel. <laughs> Time to bury all you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like the last sentence of five pause. <laughs> That's exactly how it would work. <laughs> Which is Damn, sure. why didn't I think about that? <laughs> ah, too late now. Fuck. Unless your entry hasn't come up yet. Damn, that would have been great. I don't know where your entry is anymore. Actually, I'm going to assume you already went because you're usually like the first guy. All right. I, I just assume I already heard yours. <laughs> our next entry up. Wait, hold on. I just noticed Dan's being really quiet. Is he still here or did I bury him and he was just like, I'm done? <laughs> I am here. Okay. <laughs> just, just wondering. Just curious. Just curious. Okay. Ready? New Japan U.S. Okay. Naito is the double champ. Okay. Buy me some tickets. <laughs> there it is. Ah, there's Glenn. There he is. You can have points. I will fill you in. That was not me. BS. That was totally you. That was not me. <laughs> it was good though. I one hundred percent promise it was not me. <laughs> okay, okay. It was good All though. Right. I, I did like it. I did like it. Our next entry up <clears throat> was Wyatt's flunky. One tag team gold with some kid. <laughs> Gonna get these hands. <laughs> oh, that's a good one too. That's the history of Braun Strowman and Haiku. I like that. <laughs> Pretty much. That deserves an earmark. That is earmark number two. Alright. Next up. Triple cheese. Extra cheese. God damn it. <laughs> Mayo, pickles, onions only, large fry. Jesus Christ, that was way more than seven. Sprite, motherfucker. No. No points. That's like... Oh, my God. Read that second line again. I gotta... I gotta track this. Mayo. Yeah. Pickles. Okay. Onions. Uh-huh. Only. Large fry. That's ten! Ten. <laughs> yeah, your haiku's a one. Hawk! What the hell? If they stopped at pickles, that would have been seven. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, got the last line right. <laughs> Sprite motherfucker is in fact five. But they screwed up the first one too. Do people not understand how haikus work? I wrote mine. I actually went to a syllable counter website. <laughs> I counted mine on my hands. I said, count my syllables for me in case I fuck up somehow. Don't fuck up, yeah. I was very careful with counting mine on my hands. 
And in fact, I, I throughout the week I was reading the entries and I, Welp. Welp. <laughs> and a couple of these actually got some My 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 dear friends in Club Kayfabe, you are smarter than this. You are so much smarter than this. And Google! I'm baffled by this. Google. Google uh, a haiku. It is still, not that effing hard. We you, still have some work. You dumb mother F. Alright, our next entry up. Most downloaded babe. Hall of Fame ring in porno. <laughs> Sunny days? Not quite. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, that is a, that is a sunny haiku. At his points. Alright. And that brings us to our Chase Owens. So I've never seen Sunny in a porno. I did not realize her Hall of Fame ring makes a cameo. I am not surprised by this knowledge. <laughs> but I did I was not actually aware of that. Alright. First of the Chase Owens. Yep. I have seen some Sunny porno, you know, for the uh Yeah. For that for, to- for topical reasons. For educational well, yeah, purposes. You gotta do some research, you know? Educational research. <laughs> Two wrestling podcasts a week now, you know. God, can you imagine that? By the way, if you are a patron and you ever ask me to review One Night in China, I'm going to actually cancel your patron account. Just keep your money. <laughs> Just keep your money. Alright, first of the Chase Owens. Eddie Guerrero. I like that that's his, that is a haiku line by itself. Screams, where the fuck is Vicky? <laughs> Love, Latino heat. Oh my god. <laughs> that's an earmark. <laughs> Right. Go back and watch SummerSlam 2005. You can't even miss it. <clears throat> Motherfucker! Right. Something I, I never really paid attention to until I, like, you know, knew about it. And I was like, oh my god. It's one of those things where it's, it's obviously happening, but you don't pay attention to it until you know it's something that happens during that match. Yep, and that's happened on so many occasions. <laughs> Alright, next up. All hell! King Corbin. Oh, no. A mediocre monarch. Oh, God. Wait, hold on. A mediocre monarch. All right, yeah. Do I get points, Chris? Ha! <laughs> oh. You get more than points. <laughs> you get an earmark. <laughs> Freaking penguin. <laughs> That's funny as hell, dude. I don't care who you are. That's funny. I know. They used it as part of the haiku. That's fucking funny. Uh, all right. Next one. Mike Tanay, you prick. What 
the fuck? <laughs> Fucking hell. <clears throat> I'm drowning in dog tags. Oh no! <laughs> Buy one, get one free. Oh, Mike today, you prick. Oh. Well, now you're adding extra words to the haiku. <laughs> yeah, Don West would not be able to pull off a haiku. <laughs> Hold on. Brown paper bag special. Oh, that's only six. Damn it. You'd have to work something else in there. A brown paper, <laughs> a brown paper bag. Keep that shit. Dude. Or the brown paper bag special. I'm not guaranteeing everybody's getting bonus points, but you're going to have to earmark this, too, because I need to come back and revisit all of these. And this one was a 565. Was it? Yeah. I'm drowning in dog tags. That's six. Ah, fuck. Cancel. Cancel that. I did not catch that. I'm drowning in dog tags. Yeah, cancel that. All right, I'll make you a deal. You can keep your points. I will I will allow 50 points because you made me laugh and made me even consider earmarking you. But because you did not present a full haiku, you don't get your full points. That's fair. That is fair. Ah, uh, well, you can thank Glenn for pointing that out cuz if he didn't I didn't realize that wasn't an accurate thing. I thought he won. I thought he said, I am drowning in dog tags, but you said I, it. Yeah, well, I. There. All right, well. Oh, you got fucked by a contraction, son. <laughs> Penultimate entry. Okay. No more burials? Bring the consequences back to this awesome game. If you pay attention to this game, they're fucking back with a vengeance. Holy shit. Okay, this is like a fucking request. A All request right. granted, apparently. Alright, you want your consequences? I got your consequences right here. This entry receives 100 points. But it also gets buried. And frozen. <laughs> And folded. And effing speared. This show's been going for so long, we did a Frozen thing, and Frozen wasn't a thing yet. (laughs) Grabbing my Gallagher gimmick now, because I know what's coming next. Uh, I I can't bring myself to do that. (laughs) Yeah, well, the game is called Points or Consequences, and that was the whole joke was Pat had all that stuff that he would bury people with, and we always varied it up, and he did all the voice impressions, and then when he left the show, and I took over, there's not that many voice impressions that I do, other than rip-offs of the voice impressions he was already doing, and Scott Steiner! Which I don't even know where I came up with that. Or I've, uh, I've also done my Stephanie McMahon impression. So, you want your consequences Stephanie back. McMahon without the H or O. Stephanie McMahon with an extra chromosome. Yeah, you want you guys want your. Con- She's got downs. What the fuck? 
All right, you guys want consequences? I, I, I'll bring you consequences. He's buried a few today, so... Minus 23.5 points. No, we're not doing... It will never result back to Ellis awarding points. Worst <laughs> decision ever. Because, okay. you know why? Because that fucks with my OCD. That's why. <laughs> That's why it can only be given on a basis. Fives and zeros, my friend. <laughs> Fives and zeros. Alright, our final entry before I read the one bonus that we get. Alright. Final. <clears throat> Morton's mullet blows. <laughs> Rock and roll never dies. Gibson watches you. That got creepy real quick. <laughs> He's always got one eye on you. I know, that's why. Fucking creeper. No matter which way his head's turned, he's always watching you. I'm watching you. Always watching. Robert Gibson working at Monsters, Inc. (laughs) I'm watching you, Wazowski. Yeah, that's points. I like that. It's another, another one that was slightly off. Oh, for fuck's sake, are you kidding me? Rock and roll never dies. All right, Fitty. Give it 50. That's also my fault for not, like, keeping track of them anymore. But... <laughs> All right. Read me that bonus one before. All is, right. is the bonus one actually a, a haiku, at least? Oh, it is. Okay. And it was one that was put in late. He claims, clearly I would have won, not because I forgot. <laughs> Okay. All right. My Haku Haiku. He was king in 89. Later, he was Ming. Okay. You know why this isn't going to win, Joey Image? Because (laughs) I've seen this Haku before. The Haku Haiku. Because you sent it to me when you first fucking wrote it. Bragging about how brilliant it was at the time, <laughs> and it was. But there's no way he, there's no way he could have submitted this and not known because I remember when he did the Haku Haiku because I remember laughing at it. I didn't haiku see does it not until... come with crown as illustrated. I didn't see it until today. I thought that was brilliant. That was like two years ago too. So it was. It was. Uh, yeah, um, two and a half years. Yeah. So it was. Don't get me wrong. It was funny. He he submitted that to a podcast too. Uh yeah, and he also added Edge Christian. Yeah, yeah, it was uh he he submitted it to ENC. The yep. ENC Pod is their thing. Mhm. Yeah, I remember that because he uh I think they were having they were actually having a contest or something like that and he was like, "Oh, hey, here's this." Or they were doing poetry or something or maybe they were talking about Haku. I don't. I, I didn't actually watch the episode. I don't remember. But he's like, he's like, hey, I submitted this. You got to see it. It's fucking brilliant. And <laughs> when Joe tells me something's brilliant, there's only two ways that can possibly go. It'll either be the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life, or it's the stupidest thing I've ever read, and I just don't understand why I'm friends with Joe. That <laughs> is the only way it goes when it comes to Joey Image. You're either slapping him on the back or you're slapping him on the face. There's no middle <laughs> ground. With Joe, with Joe and his humor, there's no middle ground at all. 
All right. I know I got a couple of earmarks here. You're going to have to bring these back around. You have, you have three of them. Okay. Your first, what's Tessa Blanchard doing in the hooded robe? I mean, impact zone. Yep. Okay. Then you, had, then you had, what was Wyatt's flunky? Now tag team, or one tag team gold with some kid. Gonna get these hands. Yep, that was good. And then you had Eddie Guerrero screams, where the fuck is Vicky? Love, Latino Heat. Yeah, that Eddie one. <laughs> I think that's gotta be the winner. That is fucking hysterical. <laughs> Your winner. The New Japan entry was mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your, your your winner is the homeless wonder. <laughs> yeah, this show's canceled. Supposed to change it because his his was five words, seven words, five words when I first saw it. And then your two second place entries: Randy who did the Wyatt, and Dan Dahl, who was Tessa Blanchard. And all was Tessa Blanchard. And Randy Moyer did a Wyatt? Yep. I got questions for you boys. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly, yeah. All right, Glenn, if you weren't New Japan, which one was yours? Mine was the very first one, the Randy yeah. Orton mocking. <laughs> uh, I already forgot about what they were. I don't remember the... F- Dude, I don't even remember the ones at Earmark anymore. <laughs> You read them, and I'm like, oh, you said some funny shit. Can you read that back to me? <laughs> it was the Randy Orton mocking. In fact, I just sent, um, I just sent you the entire thing. All right, good. So I can I can register the uh, the points, and then I'll, uh, I'll do the updates. So, yes, that was our show for this week. Thank you for your awesome haikus. To everybody who doesn't know what a haiku is... Uh, you're going to have to get better because I, I don't, I don't think there's any excuse for not knowing what a haiku is in the world of Google. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. And, uh, this weekend you have your NWA hard times pay-per-view to enjoy as well as the Royal Rumble. The Royale with cheese. Worlds collide. And worlds collide. Uh, we will do the VIP show next week. We will review this year's Royal Rumble on that show. And perhaps even throw out some opinions on Hard Times and Worlds Collide as well. So if you guys... It is not too late, by the way. You can always sign up for Patreon for only 5 bucks a month. You get access to the entire VIP show. There's already two in the can. And you guys can enjoy those because they're still there. As as long as they can stay on that Patreon page, there's no need for me to put them anywhere. Maybe once, if we run out of space, I will have to upload them to regular Podbean. But then they won't be topical anymore. And you guys can be getting your own show right now. And I think that's what you should be doing, damn it. So... But yes, be nice. it, it would be very, very nice. But uh, we will be back next week with more WrestleTalk just for you guys and another Points or Consequences game 
with lots of consequences in it because that's apparently what you guys want. Oh, I have to look through the thing and see who put that entry because why would it? Really? <laughs> really? The guy who tells me all the time he can't play anymore because he doesn't watch wrestling. Really? <clears throat> that's fine. Well, <clears throat> oh, Chev, you. S- oh. God damn it, you could have won. Mike today, you prick. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, we're going to be signing off now, guys. So we'll see you next week for more Wrestle Talk. Subscribe, like, follow, share, please. Bye. Later.